0: You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Well, I think y'all picked a good day to be here. And you know, I get to pick the movies, right? I get to pick at least one of them. And uh, so that's... Uh, What I do? Am I not on? Am I? Oh, there we are. (laughs) What else y'all need? (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah. So uh, I get to pick the movie, and uh, this is going to be good. What we do? We take movies and we get spiritual meaning from them, and uh, that that kind that goes along with the Bible. And it's really fun to do. Uh, Elf is a good one. Okay. There's a lot of things in there. Uh, I'm not doing that today, although I love Christmas. How many of you have your tree up already? Raise your hand. Listen, we need to start a little Christmas right now because this has been a tough year, okay? So let's just do that. Let's just put a tree up there and get it going. So I get to pick, and my movie today is Ford versus Ferrari. Now, I love to race. Uh, I, get to, I do racing online. Do you, if you haven't ever heard of this, just go with me. You don't have to be a gearhead to know what's going on today. You, don't, you really don't. So and so, it's just really a cool story. It's a true story, but I do eye racing now. I'm uh, I get I'm online with people all over the world, and I've got to race all these amazing races that you could actually see. Everything's set up exactly like the cars, like the tracks. Uh, like I was in Daytona, I raced in Daytona the other week, and I'll be in Pocono next week. I mean, this is like heaven, heaven. So it's really cool, and it, and here's what the best part about the whole thing: if you wreck your car, they give you a new one. <laughs> Did you like that? That's pretty good. One, I had to buy a car the other day; It cost fourteen dollars. It's really good. You can't you can't beat this stuff. So this is a true story: Ford versus Ferrari, uh, and one of the, the the background I'll give you all in a minute. But what what's happening is that Ferrari was winning all these races. This is set in the 1960s, 1966 and Ferrari was winning all the races, especially the 24-hour Le Mans. It's the oldest race in, uh, that's ever been there in America, whatever, in 1923, not America, in the world. They started in 1923, the 24-hour deal, and Ferrari's winning it, and Ford does not like it. They do not like this, and so I'll give you a couple of things real quick. Uh, Carroll Shelby was one of the guys in the 1960s that actually uh, he was a car guru. He, he knew how to run and build cars, that kind of thing. He actually won the Le Mans at one one point. The only American to do that, uh, and this that was him. Ken Miles is going to be the driver. Now, Carroll Shelby is Matt Damon. I'm doing this for all the girls, okay? Matt Damon and Ken Miles is Christian Bale. So they're gonna they're gonna get in. To what they're going to, I mean, this is an amazing story. It's a true story. It actually happened. And so they're going to get to where they want to beat Ferrari so bad at all costs. And so I thought I'd just let you see the trailer and then we'll get started. Watch this. I, I don't think he was ready. <laughs> Do you think he was ready? Uh, they said they were going to go to war. Okay, this is, this is how they were looking at this movie, this, you know, I'm going to beat Ferrari no matter what it costs, I'm going to go to war. So I'll give you a word that we're going to look at that you're going to have to, you'll hear this over and over, it's called endurance. And this is that race that's uh, an endurance race, this is not like Daytona, Charlotte, and Pocono, and I've driven all of them, this one wanted you know, and uh, I've got some more, uh, but uh, this one, uh, Daytona and all them, you just go left. For a little while and it 's about speed that kind of thing, but this one's not about speed this is about endurance cannot last it 's a twenty four hour race now I did not know this until the other day that I racing has a twenty four hour race that I will not be a part of I'll just let you know don't love it that much okay so uh 24 hours, endurance, it's the distance. Can you go the distance? How much distance can you travel? Can you car handle it? Can you stay together? Can you not run off the road? And they'll tell you some more, it's an eight mile deal. And you'll, you'll see this and you'll hear more about this, but you need to know that the word we're looking at is gonna be endurance and being able to stay in the race. And Hebrews chapter 12 talks about this. And actually, if you don't know this, Hebrews chapter 12 is how we started marathon. That's our verse. You know, running the race marked out for you. So, this is our verse. This is what we do. And I think right now, looking at this word endurance, I think a lot of us, uh, the la- especially 2020 with everything that's going on, I think we just read or like, let's just don't do anything. Let's just, let's just pull over to the side and let's let this thing uh, be done. And if you could see your Christian life and your Christian walk, okay, if we were actually going to war, what would we need to do? What would we need to do to stay in the race? Those kinds of things. And Hebrews tells us that. So I'm gonna give you the setup for Hebrews. The setup for Hebrews. Now, I experienced this, and I know it's virtual. I'm in my living room. Let's just go there. But let's pretend that it feels real to me, okay? It feels real to me. So I finally got in my first race. I remember this, or second race. And I was, in the, I was sitting there, sitting there, And I was looking around and I can hit buttons on my steering wheel and I look around at people. Okay. So I'm looking at my cars and left and right. And then I looked up in the stands and you're going to love this. The stands were full, but they were social distancing. I did not know that. I didn't know that. And so I was so like, this is really happening, you know? So, and so I get down, I'm going down, I'm in Daytona and I'm driving around behind the pace car. We're waiting on the green flag. Now, what's really cool about this, they're telling me everything that's going on. Get ready to go green. You go, and they got a spotter. I have no idea. You can actually do different voices with spotters. So the spotters tell me who's on my left, who's on my right. It tells me to go high, it tells me to go low. Now, wouldn't that be great to have one of those in your life? They have a little spotter. It says, go left, go right. So this is kind of what is happening. So we have this crowd. We have the cars, the engines, everything's ready to go. And they're about to drop the green flag. And you're gonna hear everything scream. And then Hebrews drops in on us. And he says this, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, such a great cloud of witnesses. Now think about this. I know what you're thinking. This is, this is all the people that has gone on before you, your loved ones. These are not those people. And you will read and find this out. These people are the heroes of the faith. This is Abraham, Moses, David. These are the people that are sitting in the stands cheering you on because what you're doing really matters. That's how they're seeing this. What you do in this race and staying with it really matters. So a great cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight, every sin that so easily entangles or ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. There's the word, the endurance, the race that is set before you. So, a couple of things um, you need you need to stay with it. We got to finish. That's what they're cheering you on. And you'll notice in the scripture, there's so much word, so many words about uh, don't give up, stay the course, finish the race. Why? It's hard. There's so many distractions and so many things that could go wrong that you would just want to quit. And And there we are, those people of heroes of the faith are saying, you can't quit because you're moving the gospel to the next generation. You can't stop. You can't quit. Endure the race. Stay with it. Next verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, think about this. Jesus started, here's what he's trying to say. I started the race and I'm putting you in it. Now, there's a, Now we're gonna win. So here's, this is where Apostle Paul comes in. I was saying this to drive in. If, if Apostle Paul was talking to you today, I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff we don't like today. There's a whole lot of stuff that's happened in 2020 that we do not like. We do not like COVID. We do not like hurricanes. We do not like power outages. The the election has been like, what? And then here we are. So the apostle Paul says, look, the race you're running is for people and moving the kingdom. And And one day this will be done because you're not even home yet. So stay with it. Don't give up. Consider him, here's the next verse. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You just you you don't want to grow weary and lose heart. You think that's happened just a little bit? That's why I put my tree up. Let me ask you this question. I mean, who's gonna steal your Christmas? Who's gonna steal your faith and who's gonna steal your race? Or should I say what? And I, I talked about last week. I said we're never going to give up our influence over anything, over elections, over football, over ice cream. <laughs> we, we're not going to give up our influence because we're the ones that move the kingdom. And there are people dying, going to hell, that need Jesus Christ. They need God in their life. They're always going to need God in their life, no matter who they are or what they are. And we're never going to quit. We're never going to give up. That's what He's trying to say to us. So, can you possibly endure? Can you get in the race and stay in the race? And that's a, that's a real question for everyone. Let me, let me show you something in the Greek. This is really cool. Let me put that up. Here we, there we go. Greek, the Greek word for race is agona, and you're gonna get this, and the English word is agony. So when I say to you, stay in the race, I'm saying stay in the agony. I don't know if you ever run a marathon 26 miles. I did that this morning before I got here. <laughs> Not really. Virtually, you can do anything. <laughs> you seen the little the, the dog the dog wagon that little counter for that girl? That's beautiful. If you hadn't seen that, you need to try that. But I'm just telling you, uh, I used to when I was in college, I had a guy that run marathons, and he would call it hitting the wall. If you ever heard that, that where your body breaks down and you have to keep running, you can't hardly move your legs, and you have to run through the pain. It's agony. And so the Greek's telling us, and the Greek word is telling us, this isn't going to be easy. I think sometimes we want the Christian life just to be easy, and we just want it to be sweet and nice, but it's agony sometimes to keep going, because we're not doing it for us, just for us. We're doing it for others. This is where Paul comes in. This is what he would say. So you have to realize that that we're gonna have to go through things we do not like, we don't wanna do, and it's going to happen, and you have to decide if I'm gonna stay in the pits or I'm gonna race. Now, what, let, me, let me say this real quick before I get to, I wanna show you this other clip in just a minute. But what happened to me, I was so nervous about getting on a real track with other people in the world, I practiced for two weeks before I got in my first race. This is I know, I, it's a virtual race, I know that, but I was serious. I was real serious about it. So I get in there, and I got all these people from Sweden. I mean, they're all over the world. I'm like, I can't even pronounce their name. It's like the quarterback for Clemson. You know, ukulele is what I call it. I'm like, so they're there, and I can't pronounce their names. And so here I am in this race. What's really amazing, the race is so much different than the practice. It really is different. I mean, it really can't. We got people talking to me. We got people sending me messages. I, can, I don't, some of them, I, it's in different language. It's probably a good thing, probably a good thing. But I'm saying the race is much different than the practice. And as soon as I moved out of the pits and I got on the track, everything changed. And this is what was gonna happen with Ford versus Ferrari. They're gonna get into a place they have never been. This race is going to happen. They're gonna make it happen. So I, Coca, that I got him right, He's gonna go from Ford. He's gonna go see Carol Shelby and they're gonna have a conversation on what do I gotta do? This is interesting. What do I have to do to win the race? That would be a good question. Watch this. So, uh, so what would you do to win? I mean, we're talking about you now. I'm not, you know, talking about Hebrews here. What would we do to win this race? What would it take for us to make this happen, is it challenging? Well, of course it is. Have you not noticed? <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I've been a Christian a long time. I've been a pastor twenty four years. Next year, it sounds old, and uh, but it's challenging. It really is. And then we throw all this in. We're trying to do everything we can to reach people, and now we're in a COVID world. We had drive in here, nine thirty here, eleven here, online there. It's it's just so. The, so nobody would blame anybody for just saying, I quit, right? Just, it's just, a cha- it's challenging. So what would you do to win? So they were willing to put any money they needed to win this race. They would bring in the best driver to win this race, the best car builder. They only had three months to do it. Uh, I, th- I think that I would probably want a little longer than that, that kind of thing. So it's a very challenging. So I don't know what your challenge is when it comes to continuing your race, now, I don't know where you are with this, and we're gonna talk about that as we get in this. The Bible says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So the race is marked out. Now, please hear me. It's your race that's marked out for you, not for me. You don't run my race, and I don't run yours. So what you have to figure out is how do I stay in this thing? How do I keep, you know, when it comes to a challenge, what do I do? to make my to stay on the track and to get these things done. And so when you think about this, this endurance and talking about how we're gonna make it happen and stay with it, there's so many reasons not to do this and to quit, so many reasons to give up on this, except one is the best reason of all, besides Jesus is the one that set it up and he puts you in the race because your race matters to other people, not just you. And that's what you have to think about as we get into this. So I need you to stay with it and not give up, is what he's saying. So I thought I'd do something, how do you you win? How do you win? Now, I win by practice. If you were looking at iRacing, I win by practice. That's how I have to do. And then sometimes I get to set up my own car. So I download stuff off the internet and set up my car and go win a race. Okay, that part, I I just threw that in for extra. That didn't count. But I'm telling you, at some point, you have to get in the race. And you have to feel what it's like to hit a wall or to have a flat tire and still keep going. You still have to figure that, you know, feel that. So let's do the first, I'm gonna do race. And let's do the first thing is called run. This is on your outline. I call it your outline, but it's in your app. And, it's, and you have to run. I think the hardest thing is deciding to get in. I mean, at some point, you just have to get in and say, I'm gonna stay with this. What is it going to take to win the race for you? The endurance definition, I want to show you this. The endurance definition is the ability or strength to continue to last through fatigue, stress, pain, or other adverse conditions. It sounds like the word race, agony. So, I don't... I think the Christian life is absolutely wonderful, and we have all the things and we have the perks of what Jesus Christ gave us. We know what the Bible says, and we can live our life with that. But this thing called the race and running it in order to finish it is very hard. Because I, I mean, how many people have just quit church altogether and quit God altogether? You know, nothing's working out. I'm praying for all this stuff, nothing's working out. So I'm done. I've already had these conversations. I've had these with pastors who are ready to give it up. And I'm thinking, why would we, we have the only thing that's worth anything in this world is Jesus Christ. And why would we give that up? And so we have to, we have to believe that. We have to understand that. This is not about perfection, but progression. That's, this is what I want you to understand. It's not about perfection, but it's progression. Where are we moving right now? And when I look at what I do on, online, when you know, racing and stuff, I'm like, I try to finish ahead of where I finished last time And see if I'm getting better. I'm just moving. At some point, you have to look, am I better as a Christian, and where am I compared to last year? Am I closer to God? Am I moving down the track? Where am I? Am I in the pits? I think it's very hard for us Everything that we have to deal with, everything that's been going on, I think we've all been smacked around this year. I don't think anybody is saying, this has been the greatest year of my life. I don't think, I don't think we're saying those things. You see, I don't think we are. So there, but we're the carriers of the gospel, so somewhere we have to find and say, are we moving somewhere? And we're getting down the track. Is it happening? Am I closer to God? Am I moving the kingdom? Am I still in this thing? Now, I have to do this too. I, I, I mean, the 24 years next year, I, you know, I, I've, have, I've come and gone like, am I still wanting to do this? Can I still, this is hard to do. I don't know, you know, this is over. People aren't right. If you noticed, they're just hadn't got everything together. And that's the one thing that we have to understand, that we're here because of Jesus Christ. People need God. I mean, that's, they, they're never gonna have it together or we would never needed a savior. And that's what I am trying to say. So we have to be able to move. The second thing you need to do is assemble your crew. And you'll see this in the movie. They got the best crew together. Carol Shelby got in there. Ken Miles is in there. They got the the Ford crew in there. They brought the money in there. They were gonna do whatever they needed to do to win this race. Now, I don't know if you have a crew that helps you move and stay on the track. I've had a crew for 23 years when I started Marathon. Now, everybody's grown old together. We all still doing churches together. Uh, Everybody's raised their children, except for me. I'm the young one. Okay, throwing it out, and so all of that has happened, and we would—I mean, you never know when we get together what's going to happen. Somebody's going to say, "I'm done." I mean, they will. Somebody in the group is going to say, "I've had it. I've done," and then we'll say, "No, you're not. You're not done. You're not done." And so we make phone calls. We text message. I got some today from the crew. The people who keep me in the race. I'm praying for you today. This is gonna be a good day. I know you're doing new things at Marathon. You got a 9.30 outside, inside. I'm gonna be praying for you. See, this is why you have to have the crew. If you don't have a life group or you don't have people around you, you can't do this by yourself. Look at the verse here, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Uh, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Can I, I'm, I'm gonna go to back to racing real quick. I could not figure out why everybody was faster than me when I was, when I was racing. And I even looked it up everywhere. I mean, it's why these people faster. So finally, somebody said, are you not getting with anybody? And I thought for a moment, I said, what is, What? You need to draft. Two are faster than one. And then I found out three were faster than one. I was like, okay, you know, I heard all this all my life. And then I finally picked up, and I would, I would, I would chat with somebody, I'd say, I'm following you, and we would hook up together and connect, and we would be faster than anybody. It was the most amazing thing. Two are better than one. You need a crew. Sometimes you draft, sometimes you lead. Listen, let me say this to you. There are all kinds of grooves on the track. You have to pick the one that gets you around the track, the fastest or the longest, be able to stay with it. And this is what they were they were doing. This is what they were looking at. This, this, let me look at the, the second thing or third thing is cut the weight. You gotta lose some weight. and I'm not talking about donuts, all right? I think this is... This is why you can't run and you can't finish is because you got too many things on you. Whether it be a weighted heart, the Bible talks about, whether it be unforgiveness, bitterness. Uh, I mean, I had to get away from social media. I'm done with that for a while. I don't know if you, how y'all deal with that in the Facebook and the chats and the people screaming at each other. And I don't know how you do that. So something you, at some point you have to say, I can't do this. I can't do this. And the older you get, you find out I don't need any of this and I don't need any of that. It is amazing. The things we buy when we're young and we're like, why did we do that? I'm looking around. Why did we get that? What was that supposed to be? A feel good. So I'm saying to you that If you're gonna run the race, the Bible tells us that we have to run light. Look at the verse. It said, let us lay aside every weight, anything that's gonna slow you down, every weight and sin which so easily entangles. So some point you have to cut the weight and say, now it could be financial. I mean, I've heard people say, well, if I didn't have this and this and this, I could do a lot of things. Then why don't you do that? Listen very carefully. If I didn't have all this on me, I could really run the race. I could really do some things for God. I really could do some things for my family. Then why don't you do that? Why don't you do it? This is what I'm saying. This is what this verse is telling us. Let's cut cut the weight. So let's look at this. I used to have run weight classes when I was in uh, racing go-karts and all the things, and uh, my first race, I'll tell you this real quick, my first race, they put me in the rear on a stock class race, and I was in a go-kart. If you ever heard of Jason Keller, I used to race with him, and he went on the NASCAR, but I was in the class, and I was at the back of the track, back of the race, and I went all the way to the front and won the race. And I thought, well, this is just absolutely beautiful and wonderful, but the problem was I was illegal. And nobody told me I was illegal. It's not my fault. What had happened, I was so light that I beat everybody. And they have weight classes. There's certain things that you have to do to compete. And this is what's gonna happen here. I want you to watch this clip. Well, you gotta figure out what you wanna lose to win. You really do. I mean, if you had to cut out one thing in your life right now, what would it be? I mean, just just think about it for right now. What would be the one thing that's dri- it's taken all of your energy, all your emotional energy, all your physical energy? What would you cut out? I mean, it really is a part. Somewhere in there, you're going to have to lose the weight. That's what he tells us. Because Paul talks about this over and over, that this is not our home and not to get cozy with this. We're just passing through, and we're moving the kingdom as we're here. I don't know how long our race is going to be. I have no idea. I don't know how long your race is. But I'm saying we need to make the most of what we have in the time that we have it. And somebody needs to lose some stuff. And you know who you are, and you know what it is. And so you have to say, this is what I got to get rid of if I'm going keep to keep doing this. So the impossible is what they are going to do. They're going to do something that nobody has done in years, and they're going to beat Ferrari. Ford's going to do this. They're at war with them, and it didn't matter what the cost was, how long it took, they were going to do it. Now, there is a spot, I'll tell you this, what I do know uh, from my racing days, there is, a, there is a perfect spot, a perfect groove on a track that you can get the best and the most out of your whatever you're driving, a car, a go-kart, whatever it is. I do know that. And I've been there in those moments when that has happened. The scary part is when you get out front and the first thing you're thinking is don't wreck. You know, that's the first thing, don't wreck. But there is that moment and it's a, and drivers talk about it, the perfect spot, the tr- perfect lap. And it's almost like it's, it's the impossible thing actually happens. And I want to show you what he was talking about. Watch this. I always ask myself with, watching some of these things and remembering what I used to do, which was a lot of fun, by the way. It cost a lot of money, though, so I didn't do it anymore. Uh, but they were, you know, did I do everything I was supposed to do? It was really interesting that there were so many things you had to think about before you got on the track. Did I do everything I'm supposed to do? Did I, you know, is the right tire pressure in here? If I got the right gear on the back, is everything where it's supposed to? Have I done everything I'm supposed to do in order to make this thing work? And that's what I ask myself, even when I'm running uh, this Christian race. If I, if I have, am I, have I done everything that I can possibly do? Have I, have I got my crew together? Have I, you know, have i lost the weight? Have I done the things that I need to do? And the last thing is the eyes on the prize. That's where he said you need to be paying attention and looking forward. And this is, let me read the verse in 14, verse 14. With my eyes fixed uh, on the goal, I push on to secure the prize of God's heavenward call in Christ Jesus. So, you know, do I know where I'm going with this thing? And my my eyes fixed on on the on the end. I will I will say this: if you if you've ever raced or whatever, and you're running at a high speed, any distraction can put you in a wall. Now I. For me, this is crazy. I know I'm sitting in my living room. I have created my little space, and I'm driving around. I'm at Pocono, and I'm in second place, and I'm having a good time. And my little Yorkie decides that she wants to play. So she comes firing across the couch and jumps in my lap and licks me in the face. And you know what happened to me? I ran into the wall. And am I supposed to get mad about that? They gave me a new car. But I'm telling you, you know, the, the, you know, keeping your eyes where you're supposed to go. So you think a lot of things are going to happen. A lot of distractions are going to happen. A lot of things are going to be, and we're going to pick up weight. And we don't need things. There's a whole lot of stuff happening. But do we know where we're trying to be and where we're trying to go? And this is what he's telling us. To stay with it. Stay focused. Remember what you're doing and why you're here. No matter what's going on around you, matter of election results, doesn't matter about football games, it's just all, all of that stuff, all of that stuff, you have to remember why you're here, and you're to finish this race, and you're to endure this thing. Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes it isn't always agony. Sometimes there's some bright spots in there. You're one of them. You showed up. There's a bright spot in this race. All I'm saying to you is, do not get discouraged. Do not give up. Stay the course, because that's what he's asked us to do. And he took all this saying, this is just like the race. You have to stay with it. You have to be prepared. Well, this happened in 1966. Uh, Ken Miles sat, he set a record. He set a record for everything and all the laps and everything that happened and speed, all that stuff happened. You know it did. It's a true story. They wouldn't have made a movie. So you know it is. But I just thought that you might want to see um, what it looked like. So watch this. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go home and race. <laughs> do you know what I've, I've, I've been accused, my wife accused me of trying, I, I forget where I am, I get on the highway. And she said, you're, you're acting like you're racing. Would you just not do that? And so it is, it is a little different. But, you know, believe the impossible. I think sometimes we have that can it happen to me? You know, all things are possible with God. And then without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm just wondering what we think we can't do. That's I think that's the thought. I don't think they thought they were not going to be able to do it. I, I'm pretty sure they thought they can make this happen. And they did make it happen. They kept their eyes on the prize. I would say this as we close. Your race isn't random. I think sometimes you think, I'm being bounced around, and this is not God. is. you still in this yet? Yeah. God's still here, and God's still in it. I can tell you, no matter what's going on around you, He is still with you. He is still in it. He wants you to run. He wants you to finish. And so that's somewhere something you have to do. You got to find your groove. You know, yeah. It seems like my groove has changed a lot over the years. Uh, I keep finding a new groove. To me, it seems a little better groove than I had when I was younger. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a little smarter. I don't know, maybe not, but I have found a better groove. You know, uh, finishing is what I want to do. That, that is, when I talk to my crew, I think all of them, to say, all of them say the same things. We just want to make sure we finish well. We just want to finish. We don't want to, we've started this race, we started this journey and we want to finish. And we want to do the best we can and move many people to the kingdom of God. And that's just the way it is. That's what we do. That's what you do. So y'all stand with me if you would. I think keeping your eye on where you're going, you know, where are you going and where you are. Biggest thing you all have to figure out is where, where you lose weight. That would be the hardest thing for a lot of people try to figure out what I don't need and what I need to be doing. Stay with it. God is still on the throne. Things are still the same when it comes to him and moving the kingdom. No matter how many times you get bounced off the wall, he's still in charge. He's still in charge. Never forget. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you are doing. Thank you that we can continue this race and make it happen because of you. And we're gonna keep our eyes on you We're going to stay fixed on you. And we're going to stay in the race. We know that a lot of things are different this year. You saw it coming. And we're going to keep running. So thank you for what is happening. Thank you for the things that are going on here at Marathon and around the world. And the people that are finding you. I pray we'll never give up and we will never quit. That's what I pray. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, movie week has begun, movie month. And next week, I don't know what the movie is. I'm gonna let them pick it. So I think Hamilton is in here somewhere. Has anybody seen Hamilton yet? All right, well, somewhere in all this, you're gonna have some fun. See y'all next week. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church podcast.